Praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you because we know that you are set to do what only you can do. Mindsets are transformed today in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I'm sure that everybody saw the, you know, very interesting title, you know, on, on the flyer. You know, and we probably were asking ourselves, oh, what, what are you guys about to talk about here today? You know, and all of that. We saw breakfast and everything. Praise God. You know, so like Valerie, you know, rightly said, you know, giving an introduction to what we are about at Emerge Leadership, talking about what our vision is, our mission it is, what we are set to do in the world. You know, we have a mandate from God to transform individuals and family systems. You know, hallelujah. So, the first thing I'll start with is saying, with all the evil in the world, with everything about happening, you know, you, you, you look at it, look to the news, and you see whole families slaughtered, you know, banditry attacks, you see accidents happening here and there, you know, or in your personal lives, you're going through interpersonal relationship issues, you know, maybe family crisis daddy issues mommy issues you know your parents have gone through a divorce and and you just you know you just have a you know quite a dysfunctional family system you know and and then you're asking yourself oh what's happening and you're probably made the resolve and, and you know because i mean you can't be blamed right you've been through so much and then you feel like the family system is not just what is not just it for you you know well i have news for you today hallelujah with all due respect to how you feel you know your feelings are valid your emotions are valid but i have news for you the word of god is more valid hallelujah the word of god is more valid than your emotions praise god matthew chapter 24 verse 35 it says heaven and earth shall pass away but my word shall remain hallelujah Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall remain. And so, what does this explain? It explains that more valid than your emotions, more valid than your life situations is the word of God. Hallelujah. Romans, Romans chapter 8 verse 16. It says, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, you know, and children, those hairs, hairs of God and fellow hairs with Christ. Galatians chapter 4 verse 6 says, At new birth, the Bible explains that man comes into a father-son relationship with God and we're able to call him Abba. Say Abba. Abba. Abba is a Hebrew word for father. Hallelujah. And so, you know, this explains what happens at new birth. You know, I hope that we are all here with our pens and paper. Even if you don't have a pen and paper, you have your phone typing. Write things down and study them after today. Praise God. Now, this explains you know the relationship between god and man at new birth what happens it says here that we are heirs of the father and that because we are now sons we've been brought nigh through the sacrifice of christ hallelujah we are able all right we are able to call god abba i hope you know that before christ died before the sacrifice of jesus man was not able to do that we're, we're brought nigh by sacrifice of God. Hallelujah. Now, now look at something very, very interesting. Matthew chapter 7 verse 9. Matthew chapter 7 verse 9. It says, Or which one of you, if his son 
if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone or a fish, or if a fish will give him a serpent. Hallelujah. The Matthew chapter 7, verse 11 says, If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Of course, you know that the reason why Christ was saying evil here doesn't mean that because you know you have some demon in you. No. He's just trying to explain that they are they were yet to receive all right the redemptive work of Christ at the time. Hallelujah. And so why was God using a parent-child relationship to explain his relationship with man. This is because the family system is meant to mirror the relationship between God and man. Are you hearing me? The family system, so the relationship between parent and child is meant to mirror the relationship between God and man. Hallelujah. Now, so God uses a parent-child relationship to explain to explain all right so you see something very interesting here is that the family system is more or less the most important expression of love of the love of god to a child the family system is first and foremost you see your child the child knows the parent before he knows god do you understand the child knows the parent before he knows God. And so, for most of us, we know, we, we, we knew, I mean, I mean, I know that there's very special cases of people who probably had visions at the age of three or four, you know, like Samuel and girls, God was calling them. But, but for the majority of people, all right, they saw it as a culture, you know, as a, oh, yeah, I go to Sunday school, I go to church with my parents. But the, the first expression of love that the child had was via the parents parents love hallelujah and so in all of these things i said all this to say that god's that the family system is god's ultimate tool for heralding his move in any generation and so if once god is set to herald a move to you know to create a move that will transform lives in every in every generation what does he do he identifies a family and places a child there hallelujah so look through the scriptures every time that god wanted to create a transformation in any generation he would plant a child i call it planting because you know it's, it's, it's very you know very interesting a lot of things that happen oh this happens and that happens hallelujah praise god and so somebody might ask so if if the family system is so important if there is so much so much importance tied to a family system why are there so many troubles? Because, I mean, I said all this to say that it means that God is interested in the family systems. He knows the worth of family systems. Now, if that is happening, why are there so many issues? Well, I'll tell you why today. You see, a lot of people think that what the devil tries to do is to just release a legion of demons. Alright? Release a legion of demons into a particular place and then when he releases the demons you know um people are able to you know get oppressed and all of that but i'll tell you what the devil actually does what the devil actually does is this the devil hallelujah just, just don't be distracted please all right what the devil actually does is this praise god what the devil actually does is this he influences certain people to create systems that affect lives 
I hope you let's let me give you a very very good example of something. I hope you realize that in today, the third of September, twenty twenty-two, the entire human populace is more open to accepting gayism than fifty years ago. I think that I think that this needs to be spoken about, whether we like it or not. We here today, I mean, I, I want to believe that the oldest person here is let's say thirty-eight, thirty-five or so, right? So we are more open to accepting, you know, the idea of 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 of, of same-sex relationships than our parents, because systems were created years ago that made you, you know, made it, made you, you know, subconsciously you accepted the fact that oh, it's a reality I, I just might accept. God forbid. Do you understand? So the devil doesn't need to release demons. No, 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 no. What does he do? He influences policies to create systems that promote that promote evil. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Now, you know, so so aside from the gospel, the greatest responsibility of any man is the responsibility of parenting. Hallelujah. Because you know, you need to realize that what the devil tries to do is to water down the influence of the family system. That's what he tries to do. To water down the influence of the family system. And so, with every passing day, you hear stories of divorce. With every passing day, you hear stories of, you know, spouse killing spouse. All of those, you know, very, very negative stories in the, in, you know, in the news. And then, you'll be shocked to know the influence of dysfunctional families on the decadence of society. I hope you realize, you know, I told somebody, okay, not told somebody, but it was like this. I was working one day, I think it was in 2013, yeah, 2013, thereabout. I think I was doing my IT, you know. So I was, was working home, and it was my culture to, you know, sort of meditate as I, as I walk home. And then something that struck me powerfully, hallelujah, was the place of family, you know, trying to understand how family systems have such, such a powerful effect on lives. And so the family system is this is the most important so i'll say it like this the family i said it in my you know individual I, I put across that the family system is to a nation what the cell is to the body the smallest most important fragment of society praise god so i'll, I'll give you I'll, I'll tell you something if i were to run a social experiment in let's say kaduna state right chicken local government and i stayed with four families in Chikungunya government over a period of two months there was a great so after two months right i can come out and categorically tell you what the family system is like in kaduna state categorically and so it's very very possible to understand what happens you know what 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 makes them tick what they like what they do what each age group is able to accept hallelujah and so it's, it's, just a, it's a piece of the puzzle of the entire puzzle and so if you want to see change the change needs to influence the family system and so imagine a community without families where we don't have family clusters we don't have people where, 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 where you can say okay this person is my brother this person is my sister this person is my father hallelujah and so aside from sharing the gospel the most important thing for any christian is parenting 
and when i say parents you know that there are times when persons might come into under your mentorship might come under your guardians might come under your care might come under your, you know so it's important that you are able to come into that place of parenting and i, I, I wrote something down i said that when you understand the responsibility of parenting you understand the burden of self-development because you see as a parent you cannot give what you don't have whatever your child receives from you is what you have hallelujah and so what what analogy can i use to describe the family system it's like a sheep you know it's like a sheep going on a voyage and so we have the captain the co-captain and the crew members and all of that you know and so there are different kinds of ships some are beautiful large some are you know well you know expensive you know and, and all of that money is spent but then there is one thing that is conversant with every ship that goes on a voyage storms storms are a norm <laughs> storms are a norm now you, you you see you cannot stop the storms from coming no amount of money can buy you away from storms you know you cannot pay the storms to stay away it's always going to be there hallelujah and the problem of this generation is that you you know you you'll be shocked to realize how selfish people can be and when i say selfish i think that people think i talk about money no selfishness is not about, it's not about money i'm talking about willing to go the extra mile willing to go that extra mile with the other person having to commit somebody and go the extra mile with that person all right in life you know you know so 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 those things that are said you know i'm not married yet so i, I can't remember what, what is what what is called but valet is married she can probably tell us some other time <laughs> so those the vows yes the vows that are made you know the marital vows it's like he just said and he just passes the ear and everybody else thinks like oh i'm going to jail today we're going to show them i'm serving food i'm i, I mean have you seen my dress pastor just be done and then when they get home he dawns on them i actually made vows <laughs> hallelujah so for most persons they are unable to, to and, and and you know i think that to a, to a good extent i can actually blame people for it you know why for storms you need to be prepared you cannot wish them away you cannot say oh no you need to prepare yourself and and so you know the way i see life these days people are you know they take career importantly you know they, they are so focused on career somebody switches at 35 from let's say from i don't know history to tech and they are doing so well and uh, and, and you know and, and they commit their life to it and the person will tell you how much they you know they, they you know they spent studying for that tech career but persons are not willing to go the extra mile to keep families in place it's painful but it's the reality people are not willing to go to to keep the family in place so i was talking about storms right and so um um storms are you know peculiar to like, it's, it's, it's a very normal happening so what makes the difference you know and so in every ship that goes on a voyage when they get into a turbulent storm what do they do they let down the anchor the anchor is let down and so for most of us you know it's, it's like like that's like a, an arrowhead thingy 
and so the anchor sinks deep to hold the sheep in place and stop the sheep from capsizing hallelujah praise god are you, are you with me this morning and so the anchor is to stop the sheep from capsizing and you see a lot of times it's too late in the midst of a storm to save a shipwreck it's too late most of the time you don't you don't you don't prepare for your anchor in the in, in you know you know in the midst of a storm you prepare before the storm because you know that the storm will come you know so for most people i think that they just believe that storms will not come but they will you know why because you are in god's ultimate plan the family system you're in god's ultimate plan hallelujah you know so the anchor of every christian must be christ christ must be the anchor do you know let me give you a practical example of how the devil hates the family system i was listening to i read i read something on on, on instagram about a certain pastor in Joss. i can't remember his name now pastor i can't remember his name. i'm trying to remember i can't remember his name but a certain pastor in Joss, right and this pastor you know talked about how he had he got into a terrible fight he got into a terrible fight with his wife and then they had a fight and i think he stormed off you know he's always the man to walk away you know it's best to walk away walk away chiefs <laughs> you know so he walked away from from the argument very angry and as he walked away five minutes later he received a call from a from a pastor friend of his who told him oh i'm at a camp meeting and i'm praying right now and the lord said to tell you that you, the devil has just started the fight between you and your wife end it now you think it's a joke the pastor called him and told him that a fight just happened hallelujah and you know he ran to to make up with his wife because you see it is the devil's ultimate plan always 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 to, to you know you know to 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 plant you know to plant issues hallelujah please please come to the front please put your hands together for my very good friend pastor the union <laughs> praise god thank you for joining us today all right hallelujah and so you know so the devil's ultimate plan is always to plant seeds of discord that would create issues let me tell you a very funny story i don't know if i should say this okay let me tell you a very very funny story that happened you know it happened um the person is looking at me i'm trying to look away all right so um my fiance is here in the building <laughs> hallelujah you know and um she feels very you know see my fiance <laughs> hallelujah you know so something happened a while ago you know we we usually we have prayers every morning you know we pray every morning 6 a.m she called me most of the time because maybe i've prayed and then i'm sleeping or something so she called me all the time and so this particular morning i think i had prayed into the night so i was quite tired and so she called me by 6 a.m and then she had a dream you know that we had a fight and so in the prayer that morning she told me i was sleepy in all honesty she told me oh then we had a fight let us pray against it and be careful about it 
I'm not like you know and then we prayed ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters we had a fight that day <laughs> and you know it was amazing you know why we had a fight and I started the fight I can't, I can't remember the full story you know maybe I just want to spare the details but you know the, the idea is we had an actual fight and it was painful why we were warned about it <laughs> we were warned about it but it still happened and in the midst of the fight we found it very hard to exclude you know leave you know you see for fights right to end you need to leave the place of emotion to reasoning so fights linger on because people are refusing to leave the place of emotions and say okay you know what these are just emotions i should probably leave this place and come to a place where i am just able to reason and know that no it's me and her or you know me and her against or she and i it's she and i and she and i against the issue hallelujah and so there was we found it very hard to do it that day and then in the middle of the fight she told me and she warned me in the morning i was like which one where where did that happen but you see the idea is this that's what the devil does because he understands that when a when, when when you have a society of functional family systems rooted in the gospel <laughs> it will be very very hard for social decadence all right to take place it will be very very hard praise god praise jesus and so and so like i said right so let's read on james chapter 1 verse 2 to 3 james chapter 1 verse 2 to 3 it says count it all joy my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness steadfastness the testing of your faith produces steadfastness hallelujah i said unless steadfastness have its full effects that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing this is the word of god to us so you see i had a conversation with my very good friend pastor joshua kesena you know in abuja and last year and he said something very very important he said he said he said that in this kingdom trials and tribulations are normal thing with the chop arm it was in pigeon you know you know when guys talk we always try to put a lot of pigeon sound very you know but that's what happened and it's a sieve people don't realize that it's a reality first of all as a human being the devil hates you all right and then for you to be in christ there is a stronger attack on you but we know you see god did not god never said that life will be without trust and tribulations no he said that it would always be with us every step of the way and so and so you we need to always remind ourselves that god is with me in the midst of the storm god is with me say with me in the midst of the storm in the midst of the storm god is with me hallelujah hallelujah praise jesus so um first corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 he says no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man god is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability he says but with the temptation he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it hallelujah and so there should be that realization that you know i am in you know i have a family i'm a christian wow i'm in the will of god hallelujah this is where god would have me be 
Praise God. And so, it's important that you, at every point in time, you guard your hearts. You, you, know, you, you know, you strengthen yourself for the day of crisis. Because so that when you let down your anchor, your anchor will be able to hold the weight of the sheep. Praise Jesus. That your anchor will be able to hold the weight of the sheep. Praise God. Now, now talking about life skills, you know, it's important. Money is good. Oh, oh, money is good, my, my brothers, sisters. Money is good. It's good to have the money to spend on things that you want to do. You know, it's good to have the money to send your children to schools that you can afford, that your parents were able to say, even better, you know. But you see, more important than the financial capacity to train your children is your ability to impact them with life skills. Praise God. You see, and so when I say life skills, it's important that we realize that when you influence your, your child, you are influencing generations unborn. It's very important. Very important. So, so I'll give us an, an analogy, right? There was a war going on, right? And every person's child must go into the war. And so there are parents who are able to buy very big guns, bazookas, you know, very, you know, techie guns, tap one thing and then 500 people are dead and all of that. Right? And then, there are those who are able, hallelujah, to, 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 to train their children with life skills. Let me tell you something. When you go to the battlefield, you realize that life skills will always surpass financial abundance that is why that is why it takes much more than having money for your wealth to go from you to the next generation and then still reach the third generation it takes more than wealth it doesn't matter you know it doesn't matter how much you give somebody who doesn't who doesn't know how to manage it he would always lavish it praise god and so you realize that the child that is trained with life skills is always able to find a way to survive in the midst of the war those who have the techie skills you know they have all, all the tech techie guns and all of that but they don't have the life skills would always be the victims do you understand my point and so when you look at life when you look at life and you're looking through everything and you're, and you're asking yourself what do i do like i said earlier on when you understand the you know the responsibility of parenting the burden of self-development will dawn on you you realize why you need to develop yourself to be able to influence your child it's important it's important it's important hallelujah and so many people go into starting a family with just wishful thinking like oh, okay i have the money i can settle down right now i can do all of these things and then when the crisis comes <laughs> oh god it's like a, it's like a of course it's a storm of course but you know what i mean you know i was talking to a friend um you know and then she was telling me about relationships that she had she had had and she told me about how she had dated about three guys and there was something peculiar you know and it was that every time that she tried to you know maybe they were going through some issues and she's like oh let's talk about it let's have strategies you know put up a system in place that ensures that this thing doesn't go on they just 
try to run away from the conversation and then they just you know ghost i think it's called ghost these days right <laughs> they just ghost her and it's painful because you know why even in marriage is the same i'm, I'm not claiming to be a, mar- a marital coach or a marriage coach or any coach or anything like that please don't, don't get me wrong but i'm just trying to explain to us that you see people have grown so fickle and so selfish that they are unable to commit themselves hallelujah to go in the extra mile with another person it's not easy to commit it's not easy to commit in the face of the crisis it doesn't matter how much you, ha- you have you'll cave if you don't have a, an effective anchor so grow yourselves grow yourselves hallelujah praise jesus and so i went on to say that the influence of parenting is very very powerful is very very powerful you know in the sense that when you're training your child understand that you're not just training a child you are training the next generation praise god and so i'll give us a very, and, and and it's also noteworthy to mention that in influencing your child is not necessarily about what you know not to do but about what you know to do i would explain a bit all right it's not necessarily about what you know not to do but about what you know to do let me tell you what i mean by that um you see it's unfortunate to know that there are people who grew up in very abusive homes you know where there was a, there, were, there was a lot of domestic violence happening left right center and you know there were times when you know the child will see the, the mother being beaten up or the father in some cases you know and then would 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 hate what is happening and would just wish that this did not go on and would probably promise himself that he would never do this to his own wife and 15 20 years down the line this person is married has a wife and in the face of an argument becomes violent do you do you realize that this i just said is a narrative of many people that are promised themselves i will never do this i'm like you know i would never be the one to do this but in the face you know why like i rightly said it's not about what you know not to do it's about what you know to do because when persons are faced with extreme emotions they do what they know to do when persons are faced with extreme emotions they do what they know to do hallelujah and so and so maybe he's promised himself that but then there were not effective steps taken to ensure that you know what how do i handle my emotions when they said when an argument comes up what do i say to her what do we do and you know even even an argument you know women can say a lot of very interesting things to you that will touch you you think that you are mr perfect they will give that they will find that most imperfect thing and say that to you and you'll be like <laughs> you know you know I, I don't know how it happens i don't know how they know but are you you are your theater boxers you know something like that you know but but then it's amazing and in that situation if you have not trained yourself it's 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 actually it's, you know you know it's intentional training if you haven't trained yourself to know what to do there are tendencies that you will just align with what you've always had in your subconscious because you're trying to shut the woman up 
and you and you already have a threshold but you don't know it and then you say something and then bam 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 <laughs> hallelujah praise, praise jesus am i making sense today yes, and so and so you know it's it's important that parental skills are learned crisis management and all of that let me give you an example of a personal thing that happened in my life okay so i had a, i've had a very interesting experience in cardinal state as a whole um before i left cardinal state i stayed in i stayed in three i stayed in three houses i stayed in three apartments right and so the second apartment was a very interesting apartment why in all my years in lagos which is supposed to be the the state which is which had flood which has flood issues more than cardinal state I had flood issues in my Cardinal State house. You know, and so when I was moving into the house, I did not ask about flood. I only asked questions about things like, oh, um, is, is the light okay? Is the environment safe? You know, um, is there running water? Okay, we have a we have a, a tank. Oh, that's that's interesting. I'm up for it, right? So I moved into the house, and while you know, certain places around our houses were flooded, and we knew they were they were they were having like you know some flood issues. The landlord had tried his best to lift, you know, the level of the house above the land, you know, because the water table of that land was pretty much close to the land, you know, and so it was easy for the water table to just rise and all of that. But the, the landlord had done some some stuff, and he claimed to be a um, building person that you know he's works works for a company that builds bridges, right? So I thought, oh, this man is is. He's, a, he's an architectural guru. He knows what he's doing. And so he built that house. Now, I was in the house one day, brethren. I was cooking. I think I, think I was cooking rice that day. And I just went to my sitting room, you know, which is very close to the kitchen. I was cooking, you know, and then I went to the sitting room, which is very close to the kitchen, and I saw water seeping through my door, underneath the door. And I was like, who is this person pouring dirty water? What's, what's, what's this? As I opened the door, oh my God, I was hit. I mean, it, it, it was something else, right? So the water flowed in and all of that. And when that happened, I quickly closed the door. You see, I was so confused. I, I looked through the window. I saw that the water had risen because, you know, the landlord had built the house higher. And then for every apartment, there was like, you know, a small staircase you just climbed just to increase the level of the water. Or the level of the house rather you know and then when this happened I, I i was confused i think the first thing i did was to carry my gas tank and put up and and i was just and the water kept sipping it kept sipping you know in a few minutes the water was at my knee level and i was just confused my fridge was floating my sofas in the sitting room were floating you know it, it, it was it was something else and while this was going on i didn't know what to do you know, I've forgotten the various things that I did. I think I tried to carry my fridge and put on my bed. I just did very funny things because I, I, I wasn't prepared for that event. Praise God. And so when this when this happened, you know, I was I was able, you know, so somebody came in and they rescued us and I called Pastor Dominion. You know, he's been saving me for a long time. So I called him, you know, I think he came around or so and then I was baref barefooted. I had to get a bike and just head home head to his house so i was at the house for that night because my house was practically flooded it was a mess and i just thank god that light did not come in power supply did not come in at that time because you know my stabilizer was in the water now i said all this to say that when i came the next morning it was then i realized that i did not go to remove my documents and put in a safe place 
my documents were soaked. I wasn't prepared for that event. I wasn't prepared for that event. You know? And so, it's the same with life, especially with having a family. Being involved in family systems, you, are, you only do what you are prepared to do. Intentional preparation. You know, so in safety, there's what we call the fire drill in safety, where once a fire alarm is installed, you know, they do a fire drill where they just sound the alarm and everybody runs out to a muster point. And so you just sort of um, carry out the exercise to show what you would do in the eventuality of an actual fire outbreak. Praise God. And so, nobody's, I'm not saying that you should plan, you, know, you know, say, okay, you, if you say that, I'll say like this. You know, if I'm, no, I'm saying that there are intentional ways to grow yourself and ready yourselves for crisis. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I'll talk quickly on family and identity as, as we round up. Hallelujah. Family and, and, and identity. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6. You know. But then before we go on to talk about family and identity, how many of us know, um, you know, watch a lot of black American movies here? black american movies you know i used to love black american movies i had like 60 in my laptop at one point in my life and one day you know so i just pondered one day on you know the on how fatherless the society of black community is in the u.s and so the average black american artist doesn't have a father i said i always say my mom my mama my mama and all of that right so do you realize that you know and I, I, I was reading some statistics I, th I think it was yesterday and then while reading the statistics i you know it was about how over 73.3 percent of the black children in the black american community are fatherless are born to you know are, are born out of wedlock basically and and, and 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 that's something else so you know you, you you realize that most of them knew that they lacked a father figure but went on to do the same. So, activities and influence is powerful because the black community has been like this for years. Years. I dare say maybe a hundred years. I don't know. But, but it's, it's, it's alarming. Now, this is what a dysfunctional family can create. A sporadic effect of dysfunctionality across generations. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6. It says, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he grows, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, as I ponder on this scripture, I said to myself, you know, if this scripture were to go on, if I, if I were permitted to ask something else, it would probably go on something like train the child in the way that they should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it, you know, and he will impact his children with the same. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it, and he would impact his children with the same. Life skills are learned from an early age. 
life skills are learned from an early age. A dysfunctional family system disrupts every society. And so what did you know what what the devil tries to do is to is to create that negativity across families. And so I'll talk about how now. So family identity, you know, we're in an age where you know a lot of a lot of people or a lot of countries, you know, tend to embrace the idea of identity choosing amongst children. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, so they, they, they tend to give children the power of identity, you know, and all of that. And then they allow the children to decide using fecal emotions and worldly knowledge. And so in some nursery schools, they, they do things like, oh, you are non-binary and all of that, and then you can choose your age. You see, it's amazing, brethren, that humans or adults cannot trust a child with a loaded gun, but they can trust a child with choosing their own identity. Which is more destructive? What do you think? But you can trust a child. You see, what did I say in the beginning? I said that the devil, you see, for the devil to influence a generation, he doesn't need to release a horde of demons, a legion of demons, and say, go and observe. You know why? It takes a couple of Christians to just cast out the demons, and that's all. But you cannot cast out mindset. You cannot cast out mindset. Because mindset is ingrained. It's ingrained. And you see, let, let me tell you something today. I understand what people, when people try to say, oh, you cannot be religious as a Christian, but you cannot totally, totally remove the idea of the fact that we are set apart from the world. And that in itself is a religious nature. You cannot. And so, as Christians, if you do not know not to go close to the fence, you won't know when you're over the fence. If you do not know not to keep away from the fence. You wouldn't know when to when you would get over the fence to the other side. Hallelujah. And so it's been sought all these years, you know, things that have been going on, policies that have been made to go on. And then, you know, as a people, we are just at a place where, you know, at a place where we strongly believe that, oh, you know, I'm just here and things can just go on and, and it's fine. But no, it's not fine. Hallelujah. And so so when you might ask, who gives the identity of a child? You see, there is something that happened in the that happens in, happened in the Bible, you know, where Paul, you know, various times mentioned, hallelujah, the identity of a Christian to them. He says, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Several statements like that were made. Why? To tell the believer who he is. Because, you know, if it were just a matter of, oh, you have accepted Christ, go on, there was a tendency that there will be different things happening to different people. But it's important, hallelujah, that believers understand who they are. Hallelujah. And so, the identity of a child is made known to them or to he, to he or she by the parent. Hallelujah. Because it's assumed that the parents understand the identity in Christ. And so when, when Christ came, oh, I'm giving you a child, his name it shall be called Samson. I'm giving you a child, it shall be called Samuel. I'm giving you a child, it shall be called Jesus. Even Jesus, oh, Jesus was the son of God. There was a strong possibility that Jesus could just come up from the womb, clutching a paper and saying, I'm Jesus. <laughs> right? Or just have a tattoo, I'm Jesus. 
you know or just from probably goros to you know show us how powerful he is you know the child is speaking a childbirth oh oh no my name is not james or something else my name is jesus but god understands the family system and so he entrusted the identity of the child to the parents and so it is it is it is listen guys what i'm saying here is so powerful and i see the great privilege to be able to say these things today you know because as far as god tarries this knowledge will reach far and wide hallelujah and so influence starts from a small cluster and grows so it's important that we realize you know all of this is that i'm saying today the identity of a child should never be interested with the child how can you not how can you have a car you know they have these car safety things for ch- children safety things in cars they have even uh, children safety things in houses and then you entrust that same person with choosing the identity i'm not i, I think that in in you know since i was born i've not heard of a more wicked thing to do to the world i've not i've not i've not you know so it's not enough that movies carry carry a certain kind of you know um carry certain scenes and all of that it's now it's now putting your face it's now putting your face and if we have friends who are who have children outside the country they'll tell you they'll tell you secondary schools and all like that you know non-binary persons identifying as sheep as goats what you who were created in the image of christ you do you, do you understand it's wickedness it's wickedness and so don't so you see so I, I said something i said that you know a society with ignorant parents births a generation of identity crisis a society with ignorant parents births a generation not 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 it doesn't birth a people of no 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 it births a generation the way that you feel today about the world and your acceptance is a mind you know a mind um, um mind change that has occurred for a long time it's a mind change that has occurred for a long time it didn't start today growing up i i, I didn't i mean I probably maybe I, I don't think i ever saw gay scenes in movies I, I, I never did i never did but now it's like every boss of his movie has a gay scene you know and, and it's something else hallelujah so it is important as a people that we understand our place in christ we know who we are hallelujah praise jesus we know we know who we are and we know what we stand for we're a generation set apart for christ you know and so this doesn't mean that we do not influence our world no this means that we have a mandate to create world influence and influence the world with our doctrines i'll give i'll tell us something right in the news last week i saw in the news last week i saw um i mean i don't watch a lot of football but i saw in the news that Bayern Munich, you know Bayern Munich has signed a new player called um Sane, right god money i'm sorry sadio money he's from he's from i think senegal yes so he's a muslim and 
he plays for he, he currently plays for Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich is the is the is the biggest team in Germany. And if you know Germans, Germans are known for beer. I mean, they have these big mugs and a lot of beer. So even when Bayern, the, the Bayern Munich team is celebrating at the end of a season, maybe after winning the championship, they have very large, you know, like five or seven liter, you know, jars, you know, filled with beer, taking it around, pour it on themselves. So it's a celebratory drink, you know. And now, while this was going on, they had, you know, while, while this was going on, they had, they, they had, um, what is it called now? Um, a group picture right and in the group picture they were all dressed like germans the only difference is that they wore their jersey and so in the group picture they had their jersey on right they had knickers on they had a long socks and then they had um, leather shoes on right just the way germans would dress and having all of this they also had all of them held a jar they held a large jar of beer guess what sadio mani did not hold it a, a, a jar of beer because in Islam is wrong he did not hold the jar of beer he refused and it was so obvious the tabloids the papers carried it do you know what it means do you know the amount of pressure he would have faced to be in Germany and not hold? Do, you, do you know that he, he, he had a risk of being attacked by the, by the German media for not holding the, the jar of beer hallelujah and so, but then he was he was willing to go that extra mile. You know, so I said all this to say that it's important we know our place in Christ. We know who we are. The world is moving at an exceedingly fast pace. And if you're not careful, you move along with it. You move along with it. So influence is a is it's a God-given mandate to every Christian. And like every God-given mandate, you must know how to carry it out. A very effective way to understand that the family system is still God's operational tool. The family system is still God's operational tool. Even in this day, God is able to make you know, transformations in destinies through the family system. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. He says, It is God that walketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Hallelujah. It is God that walketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So someone might ask, Oh, how do I know that identities are wrong? Well, it is God that walketh in you, both to do and to will of his good pleasure. My identity must be God what? My identity must be God what? Say it with me. My identity, My identity. must be God what? God did not create a man to be a woman when after he's created. No. That's, that's not God's design. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. And so, and so, it is important that we as a people understand these things. We understand that influence must be created by us everywhere that we go. And so, live here today. So, this, this is the first session. There's going to be a break afterwards, and then we have the second session, right? You know, we have some snacks packaged. We hope that it's going to be able to, keep, you know, keep you vibrant and all of that. Hallelujah. So, it is important, you know, that we understand these things. Praise Jesus. Praise God. Now, um, talking about family influence, I'll, I'll continue here in the next session, right? But I'll say something to whet our appetites a little bit. I was having a conversation with a friend one day 
after a deep meditation and I told him, I said, in world influence, there are three cardinal things that affect every society and every nation. There is a family system in the middle, there is the government policy, and then there is, hallelujah, there is government policy, family, and then there is the religion. Hallelujah. And so somebody might ask government policies, how does government policies affect me as a Christian? Praise Jesus. And so there are two things I would say, or there's one thing I would say, and I'll say the other thing later. In China, hallelujah, in China as a country, yeah? Okay, let me start with the first one. Let me start with the other one instead. I was in Clubhouse one day, you know, listening in Clubhouse. Clubhouse is an app- application where it's an, it's, an, it's an app where you get to interact with different people, and then you all are talking about different things. You can just talk and discuss and all of that. And I was in Clubhouse one day, and you know, I saw I saw a very interesting topic, and the topic was God does not hate gay people; He loves them and wants them. Like, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> Let me hear what these people have to say. And I went in, and there was an interesting story that the girl told us. She came, and you know, she said that that she's a. Okay, let me start like this. She said that she was born in Canada. She's Nigerian, you know, and her parents, hallelujah, and her parents, you know, um, and when she when she when she was born, she was born I think nineteen ninety seven or thereabout, and then she was born to see that churches in Canada flew the gay flag they had it there so there was the church church's flag you know and then there was a gay flag and so she has lots of friends who are gay people same you know same sex activities and all of that and she went on to explain i said no more thing god doesn't hate gay people that even she that she is a she has a degree from a university but she's a social sex worker that is her job her parents know <clears throat> and they are fine with it. Oh, by social sex work, I mean a prostitute, right? That's her job. She has signed up to do that. You know, and, and it was very amazing. I was, I was shocked. Me, a very cultural Nigerian guy who, who cannot even believe he's in all these things. <clears throat> and then I went on to ask myself, you know, why is this happening? I, I, I was just praying, why is this happening? And then I came to understand that, you know what? One of the worst sins known to man is same-sex activity. One of the worst sins, aside from murder, known to man, like, is the worst of the, you know, all, all sins are the same, by the way, but, you know, as human beings, we tend to have pedestals, pedestals, you know, pedestals and say, okay, we have pedestals and say, okay, this one is higher than this one. One of the worst that man regards mentally is same-sex activity. And so, for somebody to be born in a gener- in, you know in a place where same-sex activity had been legalized since 1969, oh, but let me put it into into perspective for us. Nigeria gained independence in 1960. Most of our parents were probably not born by 1960, depending on how old you are, right? So, most of our parents were born around that period, or were not even born. And so, same-sex activity was legalized in Canada in 1969. And so, a certain girl was born in 2007, in, in, in 1997. 
so of course growing up because she was able to accept the fact right that oh same sex can be accepted by god then anything can be accepted by god because what the devil tries to do is to create systems that partner with our flesh our fleshly desires and so when a system partners with fleshly desires it's going to be a wreck for that generation and so when you have people you, you know and i'm telling you about government policies so do you realize that there are places in the world where you have a fear of your child coming to you one day and telling you mom let's talk i think it's going to be the greatest shock of uh, what's about to happen no, wh- wh- why are you calling me to talk what's happening yes yes <laughs> you know you know I hope you're not being like that guy next door that came out get please don't tell me that that's it <laughs> you know but it's painful it's painful it's painful so i'm not saying all these things to rile us up and get us into a frenzy i'm saying all these things for you to take action it is important hallelujah that you take action in your own little way start by learning the rudiments of influence start by learning you see as far as you are here you're not here by mistake I'm not missing words by saying that. As far as you are here, you're not here by mistake. You are here because God wants you to be here to hear these things today. Hallelujah. And, you know, there are many around the world who need to hear these things. And so you're hearing it. Don't, don't make it a waste. Take action. As a Christian, understand that already you have authority in Christ. Wield that authority. Take action today hallelujah you know so we'll be continuing in this by the next session um we'll just say if you we'll pray for a bit right now to 